Yo, 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 welcome back inside the lunch table. Joining us on a Friday two-man box today is my boy Cap is still running around with some personal issues. He would be, I believe he'll be back here on Monday. Don't want to overcommit for my gentleman, but I, I know he's doing okay right now, enjoying his weekend a little bit, enjoying some free time away from the show. Mendez, back with me today, two days in a row. How you doing, big man? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Looking, we're having a little bit more sports related conversation. I know yesterday we dug into some of the dirt that comes around the game, but today we're going to actually attack the game itself as we talk about the Premiership, Spanish Super League, and as well as well as the Champions League as we're getting a little bit closer to those return legs. We want to get you guys updated on both where we feel and maybe how these clubs are feeling moving into these return legs. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive on in, Mendez. I want to start in the Premiership. And the last time we talked about the Premiership, there was a 12-point um, gap at the top. Um, it was a very, very different set of circumstances from where we sit today. Um, and let's take it back. What was it? Two or three weeks ago when we had this conversation, um, I asked the question that we asked was, is this race over? Is the, is the title race done? And both of us said, no, both of us said that this race would get back intact and that we had a feeling it would be very close very soon. And now we six, sit six point, points atop at the top of the table. Um, Liverpool do have a game, a game in hand. In. Indeed. That is very important. Um, Liverpool did smash. Who did they smash six zero the other day? Mendez. Uh, um, I believe it was it was Leeds. They put a six Leeds, up on Leeds, Leeds. United. Yeah, um, and then Tottenham hammered Leeds, and obviously the gaffer had to go. And uh, ten game, uh, ten goals in two games is not a recipe for success. So, completely understand that. But um, from the Liverpool side, Mendez, um, Liverpool, like we said, six points back with a game in hand now. Um, I think you would say in form they look absolutely terrific. They've won their last five in the Premiership. Now that streak is longer than that. I know that, but mm-hmm. tell me how confident do you feel of Liverpool to close the rest of this gap? And tell me um, your feelings about Liverpool since the last episode or last time we talked about Liverpool. <clears throat> I believe that they have a tunnel vision. They 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 haven't closed themselves to. Um, you you've seen. TAAs, Trey Alexander, I know that Mohamed Salah's post on Instagram, uh, one down, three to go. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of vision. They, they, they're focused on winning. They're focused on winning. They're not focused on chasing. That's that's what I like about them. I think Klopp has uh, pushed them to, how would you say, winning the game one game at a time mm-hmm. instead of focusing trophy, trophy. And... One, they're taking the game one at a time. They're putting, they're finishing their goals, ex- extending that goal difference which they need. Which they're, they have three more goals than City, which is huge. Which is a big deal. Three, go- three mm-hmm. goals is not something you give away in a day. Exactly, and I, I think, I think Liverpool will. They're not. They're taking, like I said, a game at a yeah. time. Um. I think that they will catch up to City. I think City will drop two more games. I'm going to say Sunday. they're going to drop against United. Yeah, this Sunday <laughs> against United at the Etienne. Huge game because it's huge revenge game. for Ronaldo. It's, uh, and it's huge for City. So um, I've, got, I've got things on both sides of this aisle, starting with Liverpool. Um, Diaz was humongous. Uh, the, uh, bringing Diaz in give them depth up front now. And with the depth up front, I think they are serious contenders. I was worried before because I didn't think they had enough depth, but I do not think that is the case anymore. I think with Diaz uh, 
if Bobby Firmino falls out of form at the end of the season, which Bobby Firmino tends to do, I do not think it'll be terminal for this team's success. Um, the only thing that worries me a little bit about Liverpool, um, this head-to-head with City, it, it's it, it's going to be tough, man, um, especially at the Etihad. I don't know how great I feel about Liverpool going in there and taking points, and I believe that game is for the title. Um, I think we will stay on a pretty even pace. It's, it's going to be the revenge the revenge match of uh, 2018 and 19, which some uh, if y'all so some of y'all don't know, uh, it was the game to win for Liverpool, which they dropped points. Was it like two one? It was two one. Yes, sir. With the Aguero and Sane goals. Leroy Sane and was huge. absolute world-class that game. He was the best player on the pitch. It was his coming out party. It was insane. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I've got, I've got a sleeper on the very end of the Liverpool schedule. Um, and I think it'll be uh, the X factor in this conversation that people won't think about until the day it rolls around. Um, Liverpool has Tottenham on uh, May 7th. Um, I think I think the Tottenham Ooh. game um, is a sleeper for Liverpool. Uh, that will be after the City game, and at that point, the winner of the City Liverpool game will be in the driver's seat. Um, if Liverpool wins that game, ah man, that Tottenham game is everything to ask for. Harry Kane will want to validate himself as the City striker, and because I think Harry Kane's worried about that job right now. I think Harry Kane definitely wants to be the Manchester City striker. Unfortunately, I think he thinks Erling Haaland's going to take his job. I I don't think so. And so I think Harry Kane is uh, – the reason why Harry Kane's form is what it is is not because he's looking to save Tottenham or not because he's looking to getting good with Conte, but rather because he's looking to improve his transfer status. And if if Liverpool if Liverpool win the City game, that Tottenham game becomes even more difficult because we know the pressure once the title becomes expected. Because whoever after, – after that head-to-head, the title – the winner of that game will become the expected champion. Um, the media will crown them champions. Sky Sports will start talking about them. Um, three or four games mm-hmm. until they clinch the title. That's pressure. That's serious pressure. And I think what you brought up with Liverpool is a really good point. They're going game by game right now. And I think that the reason they are doing that is because the overachieving rumor or narrative has got to them. Um, this is this is hands down the greatest team uh, that has been put together over the past 10 years. Um, I think going back to the start of this run in 17-18, moving all the way forward, this team is incredibly talented at every single position. I don't think that is debatable. What they have accomplished, though, is very much debatable. I mean, they've won a Champions League and a Premiership, but is that all they're going to accomplish? I mean, is is that it? And I don't think I don't think these guys want that to be their legacy. I don't think I think Virgil Van Dyke, one hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent, is aware of who he can become if he adds trophies to the cabinet. And I think that is why this Liverpool team is so determined right now. The bad news is, on the other side of this, I do not know. Um, I, I am not as confident in Manchester City. Um, I want to get your thoughts. A, talk to me about the Everton game. Uh, tell me, A, how they escaped. B, what your thoughts were from after that game. And then tell me your thoughts of City moving forward. Well, if I'm reading this correctly, City's backline just took a huge hit with Ruben Diaz's hamstring injury. Yes. And he's out to, from four to six weeks. And what? That's big. Six within within six weeks they play Liverpool. They play who do they play? Who do they play? They play this United. Match week, this they weekend? have United, and this is that's big because Ruben Diaz silenced Ronaldo in the first one. Is John Stones that guy? Is Nick Laporte? Is he that guy? I, I don't think so. Burnley. Yeah, within six weeks they play Liverpool too. Well. 
They do have some time before the Liverpool game. That's the good part. But, but unfortunately, I do not have time till the Manchester game. There are serious questions to answer this week. Mm-hmm. So, back hey, talk to, to me. Yeah, that. talk to me. Talk to me about the Everton game real quick. We got a little side drag. Um, so I believe they won like one 0 Yeah, they escaped. And it was yeah, they escaped barely. Should have been one one. The penalty. Uh, the referees didn't give a penalty to Everton with a, a Rodri. Rodrigo handball, which it was clear as they the the handball was there. Yeah, we I know agree. I don't think handball. I don't think it was debatable. We know it's a handball because after like two days after uh FA the FA referee <laughs> association whatever it's called they apologized they apologized to Frank Lampard. <laughs> they apologized for not giving the call. I I the that was I've seen so much in this game. I that was insane. They should have said nothing. They should have said nothing. I, I just the the fact that they came out and publicly got in front of that in the wrong direction was just absolutely embarrassing. Um, I think what he said is I don't think it was debatable. Tell me, do you think it was a pen? It was it was clear as day. <laughs> it was a penalty. I, everyone was waiting for it to be called. I, everyone was waiting for VAR. They everyone. didn't call it. God knows why. Who. No one knows why they called it. Um, but the, they should have. I, I was expecting them to drop points against Everton. They barely won one nil. Like I said, against the Everton that's been struggling. A, They've been a struggling what, for a fifteenth in the place team, seventeenth in the table team, a team that has one point clear of the regula- regulation zone. Because they're only a point clear of Burnley, and I think that's a, a interesting um, point right there the fact that Everton was so down bad in that game or coming into this game and then got such a performance against City, I think it is uh, – yeah, I think it is just – it tells you a lot and about they the didn't, this. Go ahead. And if they didn't win that game, there would have been four points. Mm-hmm. It would have gotten even scarier. It would have gotten even scarier. Mm-hmm. Now – So they – out of luck, they got a, out of it. Out of luck. The, the news that is very bad for them is going into the Sunday um, – United is absolutely desperate for a result. This is the biggest game of the season for United. Uh, it does not get any bigger than this. Ralph Ragnarok, all of the pressure lies in this game right here. If we come out here and get molly there will be serious questions, both from the fans and the press. And I don't think Ralph wants that going into a return leg of the Champions League. So if if City, without Ruben Diaz, I have serious questions because, Mendez, you remember Manchester City before Ruben Diaz got there. They, they were human. They were touchable. Yeah. And mm-hmm. since Ruben Diaz got there, it's been um, a very different story. They've just been absolute class, especially in the back end. We've seen Ruben Diaz putting shifts against Mbappe, Messi, uh, Ronaldo, you name Neymar. it. Neymar. Neymar, Haaland, you name it. You go down the list and he's putting a shift. So especially going up again in a game against United where United has so much pressure to win, I think it's serious something to watch out for for City. The good news for City because we just gave you a lot of bad news for City. The good news is Liverpool have the hammers this week, and West Ham is not a free game by any measure. Um, they lost last time, 3-2. Exactly. And right? I, yeah. I don't think Liverpool will lose this game, but I don't think this will be a, a walkover for Liverpool. Um, I have win probability at Liverpool 75%. I don't think they are that much of a favorite. The I believe it is at Anfield. If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's at Anfield. So, I mean, it's it'll be tough for Liverpool to lose at home. Um, the bad news is, is so is City. City's at the Etihad, but I don't I don't think the Etihad is quite a fortress that Anfield is. Um, tell me, 
do you where do you think we will be even on points? Do you think Liverpool will still be three points back by the time we get to the Liverpool City game? So what five match weeks, four match weeks? Um I'm going to say that I think City dropped points this weekend. And from there, I don't think they'll drop points till Brighton. Okay. I think my boy Graham yeah. Potter will get a result? Uh, I think he'll get a draw. I, for, sure. Um, for sure, draw. Remember the first time they played, it was I think I believe it was uh, nil-nil at the first half, and they gave up like four in the second half. I think he has a formula to beat City. Just yeah, has to get his sure. guys to give him a result. Mm-hmm. And then Liverpool, they have, like you said, uh, they have the Hammers. They have Brighton. They have Arsenal. And that, that Arsenal game could be a sneaky one. Uh, Mikel Arteta could really go for the result right there. Mm-hmm. As we know, uh, Nikola Turda almost beat City, but they lost, unfortunately, 2-1. Um, I think the against West Ham, they'll win by a few goals, like one goal. I think so. I'm going uh, 2-1 Liverpool. The Arsenal one, I think, is pretty big because Arsenal is looking for top four. That, that is a good point. Arsenal currently has three games in hand, and they're only two points back of United. So they only need one at win out of three games to take that fall, that fourth spot. Um, West Ham is already even on games at 27. Spurs, 25 games, 42 points. Technically, if they win their next two, they could go to the fourth. But like I, Mendez just said, they are inconsistent. Um, the good news for Tottenham is you um, have a struggling Everton side this week. And I think this week is really big for Everton because Burnley has Chelsea, so I'm pretty sure Burnley will get obliterated. And if Burnley gets obliterated, this means Everton can have a chance to extend that gap away from going down. Because I promise you, um, Frank Lampard will not keep his job if they go down. Um, it is That will be absolutely terminal for Everton Football Club. They literally can't. Mendez, can you imagine Everton going down? Like they've, they they've been, always been in the premiership of the premiership for my entire yeah, like Mendez said, my entire lifetime. I've never known a premiership without Everton. Um, it would be insane. I mean, I and that's I think a lot of people don't give enough credit to some of these clubs, like like Wolves, Newcastle, these big clubs that have found a way to stay in the premiership for such extended periods. I mean, even Villa. Remember, Villa was dangerously close to going down last or two seasons ago with Jack Grealish. And then they threw a party like no one else when they stayed up. Um, I think mm-hmm. clubs like hell, even Brighton. I mean, the fact that my boy Graham Potter has kept Brighton in the premiership for the past four seasons is impressive. And so I think um, it really, it will really shock me if Everton goes down, they have so much more talent than Burnley, Watford and Nord city. These are not their equals. Um, unfortunately with only 10 results in 24 matches, that's not a formula for success. So I think it is definitely something to watch out for. Mendes, let's turn the conversation a little bit and let's talk about Chelsea. I know we did talk about um, ownership status last episode, but let's talk about on the field this episode. So right now there's 16 points back, right? Two games in hand. They can close that gap to 10 points. Is the title race over for Chelsea? I'm going to say yes. For me personally, that's what I think. Simply because they keep they, – they have what, eight draws. Yeah, they keep drawing. Can't, can't get results against against yeah against teams that they should be winning like um, Brighton. Actually, fair to say, Grand Potter probably put in a shift. But I just no, even so, I mean, you still have more talent. Anytime Grand Potter Everton, gets a result about against you, because but the thing is, Brighton got a result against them twice, way two one ones. 
Oh, yeah. um, Liverpool, you couldn't Wolves, flip it into a win. Now, granted, that was the 10 men game. So United, they couldn't beat United. Uh, I remember they tied United at the beginning of the season, tied Burnley at the beginning of the season. Um, they tied lost against to Wolves, City. they tied against Everton. Um, like, they lost uh, to West Ham. Dropped points to Tottenham, dropped points to United Burnley. again, dropped, dropped points to Leeds United. <laughs> Fam. I mean, Wolves, more points. Like, I just... Unfortunately for me, I don't have a lot of remorse for Chelsea because they did pick this path themselves. Unfortunately, they do have a very easy schedule. Um, I'm going to read you their next couple of games. Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle, Brentford, Southampton, Leeds, West Ham. I mean, until West Ham, they don't really play anybody serious. Maybe you'll say Brentford, but and then the last games of the seasons are Everton, Wolves, United, and Watford. So, honestly, I could see a way where they don't drop a point the rest of the season. That And if they do that, that's 30 more points. That would get them to 80. I mean, I don't know if that wins in the title, but theoretically you could say that it would give them a shouting chance. Now, the real question is, do they win all of these games? And I think, unfortunately, the answer is no. With uh, no. the form that Lukaku is in right now, I don't think they have a true poacher up top. Um, Kai Havertz is not is can't he he's not consistent enough for me mendez he gives me he gives me a great performance and the next week tuchel's got him back on the sideline because he ghosted all week in training and i just that doesn't encourage me um you know how i feel about timo werner i'm gonna pass on that <laughs> I, um, <laughs> that's my biggest concern with chelsea and i think that applies in the champions league as well they do not have a a, a formidable uh forward right now and i i think lukaku can be that guy but unfortunately he's not in the form to be that guy right now and I think that's what will hold them back in the league. Yes, they will finish third. I think the gap um, between United is only three points right now, but they will extend it with these two games in hand. Um, they do have United at the end of the season. The question is, um, as we continue to move down the table, United is about to an- enter the toughest stretch of the season, man. There, there is no easy games. Um, I'm going to read you uh, the rest of the United's premiership opponents. City, Tottenham, Liverpool, Leicester, Everton, Norwich, <sighs> Arsenal, Brentford, Ooh. Brighton, Chelsea, Crystal Palace. So real quick, I'll go through that with just teams that are in the top of the table. Um, Chelsea, Brighton, Arsenal, Leicester City. Leicester currently sits 13th. They'll get back into the top of the table. Liverpool, Tottenham, Manchester City. So, uh, the only free games left on the schedule. We do play Norwich. We do play Brentford. We play Crystal Palace. Um, Crystal Palace with Patrick Varia could easily get a result, though. And then we also play Everton. But the bad news is there's a Champions League fixture uh, mixed in there. And I got a feeling we will beat Atletico in the return leg, which means there will be another Champions League fixture in there. And basically what I'm trying to tell you, Mendez, is I do not know how confident I am that United will get the fourth spot. Um, I'm going to ask you before I give my official answer. Do you think United will finish top four in the table? I think there will be a few points behind. They play, they're, they're going to play against a Spurs that needs a win to stay, to get into that fourth spot. They play Arsenal that's looking for that fourth spot. Yes, sir. They play Chelsea. I, a struggling Chelsea, but that will get a result. I feel like they, they'll get a result against uh, United. Well, and we say struggling Chelsea. Chelsea is just struggling to score. Tuchel still has them identified yeah, as a team. They know how to defend. They haven't forgot how to do that. I want to make that clear, too. They, it's just the, the going forward is where they have issues. Mm-hmm. Leicester that needs – that clearly needs um, – I don't know why Leicester Brendan Rodgers has not been sacked yet. I do not know why – for the life of me, I can't figure that out. Why Brendan Rodgers still has a job. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out here, too. 
And every team that needs results, every every team that they play is looking for results. I agree. I think Brentford so, is the only really team on here that's complacent. I think the Brighton game, I can't say Brighton will not want a result because I think Graham Potter will be writing his Manchester United application on May 7th during that game. So, <laughs> unfortunately, um, I'm going to say I have they them sitting top- like at a fifth. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and give them the nod just because, unfortunately, I have a little bit of bias here. Um, None of the teams below us are better than us. The question is, um, will they get more results than us? Uh, We have a – this is a daunting schedule, man. Um, The good news is is the Liverpool game will get rescheduled um, to later in the season. I don't know if that's good for us. That's worse for them, but um, I just – there is a lot of daunting games on here. The good news is a lot of them are at Trafford, um, which is a humongous boost. Um, playing in front of those fans is a lot different than playing anywhere else. The bad news is I think we're going to get wrapped up in our Champions League aspirations. If we beat uh, Atletico Madrid, this will become the competition of choice. Uh, I think Ralph Ragnarok is well aware of where we are in the league. And bringing home any trophy would be huge. Unfortunately, he pissed away his two good opportunities in Cabarillo and FA. So the Champions League is now incredibly important to Ralph. So I think we will see United's priorities be shifted a little bit in the back end of this season. Um, I don't think we'll see Ronaldo in every single one of these games because as we continue to win Champions League games, Ronaldo will have to stay fit for those games. Um, With that being said, like the more I start thinking about it, the worse I start feeling about it because, you know, there's no way in hell Ronaldo can play all of these games way. Um, I don't think, I don't think if we extend the Champions League run that he'll be, available for that Leicester City or that Everton game and with that being said I mean we're a whole different team when he's not on the pitch you know that Um, I think we lose the Brighton game if he's not out there Um, the Leeds United game is another one that uh, as he's not on the score sheet but is um, instrumental for what we did Um, I just I have I have serious concerns I have serious concerns Um, with that being said um, I want to go touch the bottom of the the table real quick. There's two teams at the bottom of the table I want to talk about. Um, the first one we already talked about is Everton. Um, tell me about Leeds United, Mendez. Do you have any serious concern that Leeds United could go down? I have to see um, their new coach. I have to see a game of theirs. I agree, we know actually. Marcelo. I, we know that Marcelo's team, when he was coaching, they couldn't defend a park They couldn't bus. guard a park They guard. could not defend. Nothing. Yeah. They couldn't guard they, anybody. They were, they were conceding like three goals a game, two goals a game, and that is huge. They it was have horrific. The most, it was horrific. They have the most goals against what? Like giving up sixty, 60 goals against. Um, next highest is in the forties, I believe. No, that's yeah. not true. Norwich has given up fifty-five. So I I have to see um the, their new coach Jesse Marks. Something like that. I agree. Sorry, I'm going to gonna give thing. the gaff for a minute. Unfortunately, um, they have one result in their last five games, and it was a draw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have been hammered by anybody and everybody that has showed up to play them. Um, unfortunately, I think they are, um, with the talent they have, Rafinha, Patrick Bramford, uh, Rodrigo, uh, Calvin Phillips, I don't think they will go down just because the teams below them are in worse shape than they are. Um, I think they are um, – a little bit in better shape than Burnley Watford North City. Maybe not Everton. I could see Everton catching them in the table. It just depends what Lampard can get those guys to do. Menez, my next one for you is Castle. Um, do you have any concerns about Castle going down? Um they're 14th right now, four points clear of the rele- relegation zone. So when when the last time we talked, 
Um, about new cuts. I think they were. They like were in seventeen. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, they had were some serious questions close. last time. Um, and this we, was before I, they started getting results, and, and this was we, we had both I, took them to the stay up though. So I can't, I, I can't lie. I was definitely leaning on their way the last time, and that was just because of the uh, additions they made during the uh, winter window. They got significantly better. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say that I don't. I'm not really worried about them going down. I'm. I'd be more worried, but I'm not even worried about them to be honest. They're getting results. They're getting the results that they need. They're winning the games they need. Um, they've won how many games have they left? Uh, five. They've four won. out of their last five yeah. games with a draw, and that makes they, two. Yeah, they got a huge result against a top four team in West Ham. Massive, massive result. Mm-hmm. And they ooh, <laughs> they drew against your United next United. Wow. Oh, but that's before they. They should have got a result so, too. But yeah. uh, let's well, tell you know there. <laughs> I'll I tell you the, be... the biggest thing that comes to mind with Castle um, is determination. Castle was incredibly determined to stay up right now. I think whatever the owner said to those guys in that dressing room to give them that determination to play, they are they're they're taking it, man. It is absolutely insane. I think the the thing that's so crucial to Castle's success um, is going to be the squad depth. This team is incredibly, incredibly deep now that they've added so much talent during the window. Um, now, granted, it's not top of the table talent. But compared to their peers at the bottom, I think it is more than enough depth to keep them up in the table. Um, did you see their comments from their owner this morning? No, Kinda I did not. What, what do you say? Yeah. So the owner, uh, there were some questions from a uh, reporter at the press conference today, kind of like that the Saudi Arabian ownership group has um, some questions like Roman Abramovich. And she basically said oh. that she thought it was unfair that they were taking Roman Abramovich's club away Uh she said that, like, basically, um, you shouldn't be guilty by association and leave you, lose your football club. So I think it's kind of interesting as the Saudi Arabian uh, owners try to get out ahead of uh, the narrative before it spins on them. But I think um, – I do think Castle will stay up only mere for the fact that, like, they, they, they're they just deeper than everyone else down there. And like I said, I think they have found some uh, some form. And the next thing I want to do, Mendez, I want to spin us a little bit. I want to talk about the Spanish Super League. Um, La Liga um, is, is I would say, pretty interesting this season, huh? The, the gap's down to five at the top of the table. Now, Sevilla does have a game in hand. You did just watch them drop points. Um, do you think this title race is over? Do you think Real Madrid is a lock at the top of the table? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, unless, you know, they drop points, which I don't see them really dropping points. Um, they're six points above Sevilla. I'm watching the Sevilla game right now. They're struggling against... Uh, Alba's, which is 19th in the league, and they're struggling. Um, I think the unless Real Madrid really drop points, which I don't see them dropping points, they have Real Sociedad next. They have Malaco. Kind of favoriting, yeah. Yeah, I think their next biggest game would probably be Real Sociedad or Barcelona. No, I, I agree. But they, I think Sociedad, they could drop points or Barcelona. And they do have Real Betis at the end of the season, too. It's a sleeper way down there they at do the end. Have, Yeah. They do have Sevilla in, like, seven weeks. But that's, that's a huge game for Sevilla. Yeah. Do you, think, um, um, do you think Sevilla's title race is serious? Five points back right now. A game in hand now. Mm-hmm. They can make it eight over the weekend. Let me see. I think, nah, I don't think I don't think Carlo Ancelotti is gonna is gonna let any points slip. We know how we know they have the squad they have. 
they have arguably, arguably the most dangerous uh, duo right now in world football with Benzema and Vinny, Vinicius Jr. No disagreement with like, there. With like 30 goals and assists combined, probably even 40 up to this point. Um, they my, have a huge goal difference gap with third with thirty two and Sevilla only has twenty one. That's huge. <laughs> that that was that was the next place I was actually going. Um, they score like nobody else in this league. Uh, their fifty two is four clear of Real Betis. I mean, um, the fact that they've only given up twenty is just insane. I think it, that's a credit to David Alaba way because Sergio Ramos left, and that was the anchor of this band uh, Real Madrid team for what twelve years. And David Alaba stepped right in and filled those shoes really nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's talk about let's talk about Xavi real quick. Let's talk about Barcelona. Um, let's talk about the change we've seen in Barcelona Ooh. because the Barcelona <laughs> that we see on the pitch is not the same Barcelona for a couple of weeks ago. The last time we came on this show, uh, Mendez's franchise was on fire. Um, I was dogging him every chance I got because they had serious questions <laughs> to answer, and unfortunately, Xavi answered those questions. I I think that's safe to say, Mendez. Tell me about the change you've seen in Barcelona over the past couple of weeks, and tell me how confident you feel about this team moving forward and where you think they'll finish in the table. I think, uh, for starters, I think they'll finish top four for sure. Um, they do have to get more results, which we've seen recently. We've seen them beat Napoli, which is a uh, leader of Serie A right now, I believe, right? Something like that. They're like top yeah, it's four. Yeah, it's a three-way race out there in the Serie A. And, yes, they're definitely going to be. It was a big win. It was a big win. Scored four um, times. We, 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 yeah, we watched that game live. I watched it with Calvin. Um, they also did be Atletico Madrid, but Atletico Madrid was struggling at the time. They are getting the results that they need. That is huge. Um, Xavi has rebuilt the system. They cleared everyone's head from. He clearly erased their their mind from the beginning of the season. Beginning of the season, they've cleared uh, whatever Coleman created over there. He reconstructed it. Did you see what Coleman he, said? No, I did not actually. Uh, Coleman uh, was quoted during the week saying that um he would have been able to do what Chavi is doing right now, but he wasn't given the time that Chavi is given. <laughs> we gave him like we, we gave yeah, him no, like a that, year and a half. What do you mean? It was a lie. He was uh just saying stuff to say stuff. You know how it goes. But no, I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Keep talk. Tell me, tell me uh table aspirations. What do you think uh the future for looks like this season? <sighs> They are. Oh, and can you win your one. can y'all win your Europa League? You think y'all can win the Europa League? Answer that question for me as well. I, I got to see what's in the Europa League right now. Um, we Borussia Dortmund, which we thought both of us thought was gonna win the whole thing, <laughs> um, did just get knocked out by Rangers. Yeah, right. Like last week. <laughs> I don't um, think we uh, anticipated the Highland injury, though. I think that was a big knock for Borussia that, Dortmund. That's true. That's true. Um. I got to see who's still in the Europa League right now. But for Barcelona, I think they could be third. They're only mm-hmm. a point behind uh, Rob Betis. They're tied with points against Atletico Madrid with the game in hand. So they, if they do win a game, they're third. Make Rob Betis and Atletico Madrid chase. Um, with Xavi, I think they'll get third, honestly. He's getting the results, so? here, like I said. Unfortunately, yeah, because... I'm gonna have to agree with him. Oh, I think they will God. finish third in the table. <laughs> um, I unfortunately the teams I do not have as much confidence in the teams around them as I do in Barcelona. Barcelona has four results in their last five games. That's the best form of anyone in the league. Um, well, on form of Villarreal, but uh, of the serious teams at the top, that is the best form of the league. And I think the um, 
Real Madrid game will be big. I think um, the El Clasico will be a great chance for uh, Barcelona to let the uh, rest of the league know that they have returned. The good news for Barcelona, um, Galatia and the Europa League, I don't think will be a problem. So I don't think the, you have to worry about fixtures distracting them as much as the other teams in the um, league. Atletico Madrid right now is 110% focused on United. I promise you that. Um, Real Madrid is the same way. Um, as much as much as Carl Ancelotti wants to live, win the league, he thinks every single night about Mbappe. He goes to sleep thinking about Mbappe. He wakes up thinking about Mbappe. He uh, has a picture hanging above <laughs> the ceiling of Mbappe. So every time he lays in bed, he just looks at a picture of Mbappe because he does. And when he wakes not, up. I promise you, if he loses that Champions League fixture to Real Madrid, he is good as gone. He will not return next season. Um I think Real Madrid has aspirations of bringing Zidane Zidane back. Um, I think it might already be in the works. Um, I think uh, if Mbappe does leave, I think wherever Kylian Mbappe go will be where we see Zidane Zidane Gaffer at. If Mbappe stays in PSG, I think Zidane Zidane will take the Paris Saint-Germain job. If Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, I think Zidane will return to Real Madrid. Um, That means um, Carl Ancelotti has a lot of questions to answer, and I think those questions come in the Champions League. Um, While... Yes, Real Madrid sits five points clear at the top of their own table in the Champions League. They do find themselves on a return leg where they are down 1-0. Mendes, I want to talk about the Champions League real quick before we get out of here. Um, let's start Let's start right there um, with the uh, Real Madrid-PSG fixture. Do you think Real Madrid has any, any chance to get back into this one with Paris Saint-Germain? They are a goal behind. It um, is only 1-0. They do put – yeah. And we know that the uh, away goal, home goals, that Gone, those yeah. don't matter. Um, they do play home. Mm-hmm. Which is, is that the Santiago Bernabéu? It's a fortress, no doubt. The big question is for me for Madrid is if Vinicius shows up. I think yeah, because he did not. He, he did not come to the first game. He stayed on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> as I, uh, as we love to say, he stayed on the bus. Yeah, um, that's my big question. So. Uh, I think Tony Cruz, Luka Modric will show up. Uh, Need more from Tony Cruz. Got nothing is, from in the first game. Exactly. I think those two, if they, if those two show up, that they do have a possibility of um, winning the game. I say possibility because we know Messi loves to score and. Santiago Bernabeu, we just know that it's his, it's his second, it's his practice field, as I would say. <laughs> but seriously, seriously, he needs to show up. He needs to do something for uh, PSG to replace that penalty that he missed. He needs a huge performance in that game. Unfortunately, I, I am going to take. I'm going to take the the Parisians to win this one. I think Paris Saint Germain will uh, come out here and. Um, play very casual football. I think they understand who they are now. I think identity is growing here. Unfortunately, um, if, if they get punched early, there's questions to answer. Um, if, if Real Madrid no, can that find is a way to put they this cannot, equal, They cannot concede. They can't concede within the first 20, even first 30. they do, I it's going to be questionable games. Because the, the Santiago Bernabeu has a tendency to roll over on top of you. These, these fans will do everything they can to try to inject energy into this field. And if you let them be successful, if you let Real Madrid find one early, you will not be able to win this game. This stadium will collapse on top of you. And you just ask um, Mario Munich, just ask Juventus, yeah. just like, ask uh, Atletico Madrid. Ask Atletico Madrid. It, it just has a tendency to flip on top of you. And these fans collapse on like a wave, man, like a wave. And they just smother you. 
And that is my that is my concern with Paris because remember the last time it took him 94 minutes to find the first goal. So we cannot see that again. I need something from the Parisians early in this one. The good news is um, they're bringing everybody to this one, man. Mbappe, Nessie, Neymar, everybody's going to be in attendance. Um, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take PSG to get a result. It it, it pains me to say because I, I really want to see PSG go home, but I don't think Vinicius will give me enough in this game to win. Hopefully, I'm praying I'm praying he proves me wrong, but I will take PSG to get a result here. Mendez, I've got two more that I want to talk about. The first one is um a team that is uh, in shambles right now. They 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 just continuously find themselves sluggish. Um, I don't know why. I wish I had an answer for you. Um, they find themselves as a 1-1 result right now going, uh, I believe, back to their stadium. Yes, they do return to Bayern Munich for this leg. Uh, RB Slasberg and Bayern Munich is tied 1-1 on aggregate right now. Do you see any way that Bayern Munich goes home in this one? If they give the same performance that they did in the first leg, I definitely do see them going home early. They played poorly. Terrible. Oh, it was terrible. Horrible. We know Manuel Neuer didn't play, but come on. You can't. Just because your goalkeeper and your captain is missing does not mean that you can play like you that. You just play, yeah. How do I say this? Even Liverpool commentators that were watching the Liverpool game, they were saying Bayern Munich's playing bad. They're struggling. <laughs> they weren't going forward, and they they had a well, goal within the. No, granted, I think part of the issue was they minutes? tried that stupid ass three five two. Uh, please, Julian Alexman, let's not do that again. That 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 did not work. Uh, Kingsley Coleman bailed them out of a result in that first leg. They did not deserve it. Um, but 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 the Coleman goal was big because it put it one one on aggregate. And unfortunately, I will take Byron to advance here. Not confidently though. Not confidently. I have no confidence in Bayern Munich going into this one. Um, I have serious concerns with them in the back. Nicholas Sewell and uh, Oopman Kano have not proven to be formidable this season. I have no confidence in Benjamin Pavard. Mendez knows how I feel about Benjamin Pavard. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's, that is my concern. Now, granted, RB Sliceberg, there's a reason why you can't name any of their forwards. The good news is, is they do have some talented pieces up top. They do have Adamier, the young kid, who I think um, could give you enough of a spark to find a result in this game. Will they, like I said, I don't think so. Um, I'll need somebody. If, if to... they concede early, if they concede early, it's done. The good news, I'll they're going to give the. For the uh, my anti Bayern Munich fans out here, um, Bayern, I don't think Bayern Munich will get a result in their next leg. Um, it's just because they got so fortunate on this draw. I think RSB Salzburg is one of the worst teams, the worst in, left in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Not their fault. They're just not on the spending power of some of these other clubs. So, unfortunately, I will take Bayern Munich to get a result. But like I said, not confidently by any measure. Um, we do have a couple of games that are already over. Um, Liverpool Inter Milan is already over. Uh, City Sporting is already over. Chelsea Lilly, I believe, is already over. Um, I've seen some love for Jonathan David to try to resurrect them in that game, but I don't think it'll happen. Um, there are some that I've got two more that could flip. Juventus, Villarreal, Ajax, Benfica. Both of those, I think we both will agree that Ajax and Villarreal should come away in. Maybe you'll take Juventus. You think Dusan Valovic could find a result there? At home, I think he will. I think he'll okay. carry uh, Juventus. Okay. I think he'll carry Juventus into um, – so here. a little bit of a disagreement between us there. I do I do think Villarreal is just a little bit in better form right now, four out of the last five in the league. And unfortunately, I think Juve is still finding their form. But Dusan Valovic is that guy. He could be someone that could flip a result. Um, Ajax Benfica, Ajax had some issues in the first leg defensively. I think they will clean those up. Eric Ten Hag is a quality gaffer. And I think uh, 
they know how to score goals. They, this this one will not be a problem. I think Benfica is putting up a formidable fight, though. The one I really want to talk about. The one I really want to talk about. The biggest game that's left. Um, Manchester United and Ronaldo FC. The 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 biggest name in world football. The uh, going back to play his uh, at his old stomping ground in his favorite competition. Uh, Manchester United does have a return leg against Atletico Madrid as Ronaldo turns returns to Old Trafford in a knockout game. Um, for those of you who don't, doesn't know what that means, that means that whoever we play will be going home. So unfortunately for Atletico Madrid, they are next up. Um, Atletico Madrid, I, I got a feeling <laughs> Diego Simeone already knows what's going to happen in this game. Um, he's going to keep it close for a long time, and uh, Ronaldo's going to score in the 80th plus, and uh, it'll be heartbreaking. Um, Atletico fans will be uh, absolutely crushed from this one. Uh, the good news is I don't give a damn. Um, Trafford will explode. It'll be a, a moment a moment to remember as uh, Ronaldo stamps himself back on Atletico. The good news for Atletico, United has serious questions in the back. I'm Harry Maguire is Harry Maguire. I don't know how fit Rafael Varane is as we move week to week. Um, but, Mendez, tell me Atletico's in good form. Tell me Atletico's been looking good. Um, let me see. Let me check how they're doing in the league right now. Uh, I I don't think so, I think, man. I think they've had some serious bumps, some turbulence over the past couple of weeks. And if they play like they did in the second half of the first fixture, I don't even think they have a shot to compete in this game. They will have to bring more. Yeah, I think if they play the same way that they played first half, uh, high press. Win I bet you. Five, I bet you see Luis Suarez this leg though. There was no Luis Suarez in the first leg. I don't think that'll be the same. I bet you he plays in the second leg. There's no way they let him sit on the sideline as the season ends. Mm-hmm. And we know Harry Maguire. I, we both agree, could agree that Harry Maguire can't. If he can't <sighs> hold Joe Felix, he cannot. He will not hold right? against uh, Luis Suarez. And we know how Luis Suarez is against Rafael Varane. We've seen him in the Classico. Well, and but big I question also... here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, my question here is if. Is if Atletico Madrid will be as energetic as they were at home? That's a good point. I think that um, when they're energetic, they as they were in the first half, then we see what they can do. But if they if they give the same performance that they did in the second half, then that's Ronaldo will punish or. Um, um, <laughs> Check this out. Well, listen to this. Thing. So I've got a a. Interesting question here, and I think it's something that is it went kind of untalked about during this game. Um, and I, I realized that actually when Jamie Gallagher said something, and it was the fact that Atletico, I, I think, played a, a weak side in the first leg. Um, I'm going to give you five names who sat on the Atletico bench who I think will play the next game. Rodrigo De Paul, Antonio Griezmann, Luis Suarez, Thomas Lamar, Felipe, and Mario Hermosa. Okay, that was actually six names. Sorry, I'm bad at math. But those <laughs> those six names didn't play. We saw guys like Jimenez, Mandava, Falisco, Kondogbi in the middle. I The fact that Kondogbia played in the middle actually blew my mind. Uh, Kondogbia had not been a routine Atletico member of this team. Same thing with Hector Herrera. I don't think Hector Herrera is the first choice anymore. And the fact that Diego Simeone picked both of them over Rodrigo DePaul and Antonio Griezmann, it's just that, that one's kind of a question mark to me. I don't understand why he did that. I don't think he would do that again, and I don't think they will play 3-5-2 again. Um, with that being said, there's there's some questions for Ralph there. I do not – if 
if Pogba and Bruno Fernandez play in the midfield together, we will lose. Um, I don't think that's a question. I think it is a guarantee. Pogba and Bruno Fernandez cannot play in the middle together. They, they do not defend. That is my biggest question mark going forward to this game. What, what, what lineup will we see from both of these teams? But unfortunately, I have to pick United. I can't give Atletico love at Old Trafford. Um, <laughs> give, me, give me a result. Ronaldo's the X Factor. Yeah, I think Ronaldo, Ronaldo is definitely the X Factor. Tell me uh, who you think oh. walks away from this one. I, I don't know. They're both struggling in their league. It's, it's, it'll be a close one. Um, I, I will only give Manchester United the result. Simply because it's Mr. Champions League playing for them with them. <laughs> uh, Old Trafford, that's the, I'm the same reason. That's the only reason why I'm picking United. There's no experience in this United and, team outside of Varane and Ronaldo. They bring it all. So I think uh, serious questions without and, those two. But yeah, if they're there, and, I've got and, no concern. We know how Ronaldo is in the return leg. We've seen him in the past. <laughs> we've seen him in Madrid. We've seen him at United with the return legs. I, uh, His performance at Old Trafford in, in the second half will be the X factor. No matter who on the field is, who's on the field for Atletico Madrid, I think Ronaldo will win the game for I United. I got him. 100%. I, it pains me to say it, but United will win because of Ronaldo. I got him scoring. I got him netting two for United. Ooh, I like two. that. I only have him net in one, but I love I love the optimism. The last game we didn't talk about in the Champions League, um, Liverpool into Milan. I don't believe it. There's a, any uh, result left in it. I think Liverpool has it all wrapped up. Any love for Inter Milan before we get out of here? Oh uh, no, not really. They they I mean they were playing good, but they weren't attacking enough. And like what I saw from the first leg uh, and at Anfield, we know how those fans are in the return leg. We've seen it in the past. We've seen it against Barcelona. We've seen it against Atletico Madrid. Liverpool walks out with this game. I think Salo nets himself. I think Luis Diaz nets himself one another. I um, need Mo Salah to do something to chase uh, Sebastian Haller down in this goal in uh, boot race because I know I'm pretty sure Sebastian Haller is still three goals clear. Yeah, Sebastian Haller has 11 and uh, Mo Salah has eight. So I need Mo Salah to net him a brace, get this golden boot race back alive. With all that being said, Mendez, I'm going to wrap this up a little bit early today. Um, we are here on a back-to-back, so I don't want to overload you people with content. With um, all that being said, I will be back here on Monday. Hopefully, uh, Kath is with me. I believe uh, he should be back, and I'll let him back right here behind the mic. Um, I'm going to ask you guys to do us all that fun stuff we always talk about on Twitter. Go like, follow, share, all that fun stuff. Um, growth is, like I said, we talked about last week uh, how great viewers were last week, and we did better this week, so I'm really impressed with you guys. Um I really do appreciate all the love and the support. Um, seems like uh, audience is growing at a rapid race right now, and I uh, really do enjoy that. Mendez, I appreciate you coming back with us. What was this, your fourth time, third time on here? I can't even um, keep count anymore. Probably third. Yeah, just yeah, settling in. And so, like I said, uh, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely have Mendez back, um, hopefully uh, before the end of the season, so we can recap, like I said, uh, where our takes have moved. I think we did three weeks between the last episode, so we'll try to – follow along that pattern definitely when we get a new draw in the champions league come back on and chop it up about that hell maybe we'll get some more talk about the super league and come on here and chop it up about that um one thing i'll tell <laughs> you people uh, that mendez is starting to do his homework on uh, we had a lot of fun doing the bramovich episode and we're going to do another thing like that um i got a feeling during the off season when we get a little bit slower um i want to do an episode on fifa and uh what we'll do is uh we'll do a little 45 minute sit down as a Mendez starts to read into this. He'll find it incredibly interesting. So uh, y'all watch out for that. Um, real quick, me and Kev did talk about a Selection Sunday show as well. Um, I do believe that is going to happen. I think we are going to do it uh, 
probably an hour or two after those rankings come out, give you guys some time to look at them, to process it, and then come on and just go absolutely nuclear about wherever they rank the Baylor Bears. So y'all stay tuned for that. Um, like I said, with all that being said, Mendez, you want to throw anything else on here before we get out of here? Um, nah, I think I've said everything that needed to be said. Yes, sir. Well, like I said, I appreciate you joining us. I appreciate everybody who stayed uh, for the whole episode. Like I said, we'll be right back here on Monday on Inside the Lunch Table.